And once again, good afternoon, and thank you for joining me here, Rochelle Wilson, Make Some Intelligent Noise and the Political Power Hour. Today's interview is with Mr. Steve Washington, uh, a candidate for the 1st District State Senate. And we want to chime in and find out why. Why are you running and uh, what's the purpose? So join in, tune in to that conversation, an intimate, in-depth conversation tonight with Steve Washington. Thank you very much for doing this interview. How are you? I'm well. How about stuff? I am well. Good. Thank you. So, Steve, let's just jump right into the swimming pool, right into the deep end. Uh, this isn't your first rodeo with politics. Why are you doing it again and for such a position as state senator? Well, let me share it with you. One person once told me that 90% of the chances you miss are the ones you don't take. This has nothing to do with a position. Running for mayor had nothing to do with position. It has everything to do with people. My whole concern is about the state of Delaware, the city of Wilmington, Newcastle County. It has nothing to do with any uh, labels. I could be labeled an educator or a teacher, yeah. which I am. Yes. I'm not doing this because of popularity. I see the damage that Wilmington, Delaware is in. I've been around Wilmington. I'm 57 years old. I've seen it go from sugar to you know what. <laughs> and we know that we have to change that mindset. Reality is speaking is that look at all these kids dying. Who has answers? Look at the bus stop. Who has answers? Look at black people without having. Who has answers? Look at black people not supporting each other. Who has answers? So the question isn't about me running the second time or jumping into it again. I happen to be an educator. I happen to operate on the Wilmington Housing Authority. I happen to be on the Board of Parole. I happen to have been a positive impact in the lives of people forever in this community. I don't go around getting in trouble. I want to do things that's going to help or encourage and look at the person that says, you know what, Mr. Washington did it. I'm going to try it. See what I mean? So some people get in uh, positions for glamour. I'm not about that. I'm too old to be trying to be glamorous. <laughs> a little I'm too really, much at our yeah, age, right? Ass, uh. <laughs> but we got to think about our education system. As an educator and being in education for 30 years, I see from coming from the Wilmington Education School District, I see how when desegregation came about, how the failure of black people have, began, have started happening, and it has begun, and it hasn't ended. So I see. So I am very concerned about our growth. Do you realize that the impact of their lack of education causes a lot of crime? Yes. If you want to look out into the community and you see a lot of killing, let's just say those kids that are going to school and staying in school, they're not the ones out there shooting. They're not the ones out there that has been failing in schools simply because of a common core state standards that we utilized that was designed by Bill Gates. So understand, first and foremost, our education system has to, we have to really create, no, I'm sorry, let's use a better word. We have to design a curriculum inclusive of the parent and the teachers to design a curriculum that speaks to the interests of the student. If I'm interested in school, I'm going to stay in school. If I'm interested in the streets, I'm going to stay in the streets. So what's the free opportunity? Going to school. 
But if I'm not interested in the curriculum or the design of the curriculum or not interested because I'm not passing, I'm going to go to the streets. Because guess what I'm on? I'm on survival mode. So I'm not running just because. I'm running for a reason. And there are a lot of our young children that are on survival mode for a host of different sure. reasons. And, and I get it. I understand. And you say, who has answers? Do you have the answer, Steve? Oh, of course, I have some answers. But we have to give me an opportunity to prove. I've proved for 30 years that I could be consistent and persistent and staying in education in spite of the, the, the systematic racism that is in schools. I stayed there. So I can tell you that education will move you from point A to point B. And it makes just that movement just a little bit easier than not having an education. So yeah. what I'm saying is that being that I've been in this game for a long time, in spite of all the racial discrimination, I'm still there. You need somebody that's going to hang in and do the right thing in spite of. I'm not going to go from running for mayor to city council. I'm going to go from mayor to the next step up. Because what's the point? My platform speaks to the state. Yes. My platform doesn't speak to the city. Had it spoke to the city of Wilmington, I would have run for city council. Or I would have run for mayor again. But I am very, very interested in our education system. I'm very interested in public and affordable housing. I'm very interested in our parole system. And if you know, like I know, all the black men, if they're not at their home with their family, a lot of times they're in jail. So we want to make sure that we provide resources for our inmates. Now, it's my understanding that uh, between Kathy Jennings, Attorney General Kathy Jennings, and uh, Governor John Carney, that there have been some reforms that are on the table uh, that, would, that would speak to that. Um, do you have any comments about that? What, what reforms? <laughs> I understand that uh, they are changing the laws a little bit about the length of time that people stay on probation. They're, they're talking more about the, the charges against people if you're caught drug dealing near a school or near a church or something of that nature. Uh, and of course, Kathy Jennings has been instrumental in making sure that juveniles never go to adult prisons, as we saw with the, you know, the New York Central Five, a Corey that went to an adult prison. So can you build on that? Well, I'm just concerned because did that happen in year one or year four? Because <laughs> at year four, that's when we start all over again, and we want to get reelected. How come not in year one we started talking about this? Well, I started talking about this way before I ran for mayor in 2016. That's why I established and built the HBCU Delaware Coalition, simply to generate scholarships for kids that will not, or underserved kids, so they get an opportunity. We don't just start at the end. We don't just change on the outside. We start in the beginning and we change from the inside. So all of that is hogwash. You ever heard that word before? Yes, I have. <laughs> and so, uh, so my newest word from Word Genius <laughs> is scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. See what I mean? So, so let's 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 be real about it. If there's lack in education, right? We are not going to make the brightest decisions that we could ever. So whether we in jail for five years or ten years. If I'm not getting my proper education, it's not going to matter when I come out. So we can design shorter time, but if we're not getting that IEP, which is an individualized education plan, by the way, 65% of our inmates are special ed. Uh-oh, to a fact check. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they get involved in crimes because they don't have the education. So I see that that's clearly uh, a very important platform for you, and you're going to attack that head on. Of course. And, and here's Do the you have the relationships with the people that work in those areas so that you can get the work done? In so many cases, relationship means so much. Relationship? Well, um, let me say this about the Republican, because I want you all to understand. I'm not a Washington Republican. I'm a Republican with the last name Washington. So I don't want you to ever think for a reason, not one moment, that I'm about D.C. I'm about Delaware. And I see everything that's happening in Delaware. You know, so here's the deal. Relationship building. Being a Republican, I was appointed to the Wilmington Housing Authority by the Democratic mayor. Hmm. Is that building a relationship? Just thought I might ask. Let me say this. I'm on the Board of Parole. I'm the only black male on the Board of Parole in this state of Delaware. I was appointed by the Governor John Carney and confirmed by all 21 state senators. I'm Republican. Does it matter about your party or does it matter about the work you put in? I think it matters with the work because Democrat, Republican, at this point at our age, at 57 years old, I don't really think blue and red is no. what matters. What matters is rolling up your sleeves. Mm -hmm. Putting on your boots and putting your boots onto the ground. And, 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 and not looking for the money. Because it's not about money. It's about passion. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm very much passionate about seeing success in our communities. I've been doing it for years. I came from Jackson Street Boys Club. You have to understand what it has done to me, how it has impacted yes. my life. You have to understand I was on the swim team. I was on the basketball teams. I took photography. I worked for Parks and Recreation. I was a summer youth counselor. I was a summer youth payroll master. I worked for the city of Wilmington. I coordinated the city of Wilmington time clock system under Dan Frawley. You have to understand I put in the work. But it wasn't about money. It's about passion. Yes. A lot of people want to get in positions not knowing that God will position you. It don't have nothing to do with trying to make money or be, be pretty. No, I'm doing it because I want to see the place where I love and I grew up grow. Now, I do understand, and you and I both know, there's always been a separation of church and state sure. uh, for a lot of different reasons. But is your passion for God, which I do know you have one, is that something that you'll be able to take with you to, to the Senate? Yes. See, God lives on the inside. See, God is of a spirit. The flesh is nothing. And people get caught up in the flesh. So I, I, I ask you right there in Wilmington, if you will please get out of the flesh and let the spirit guide you. See, because God is real and God is of an understanding. So I don't want you all to ever, and the God that I understand, it may not be the God that you understand. Because I'm going to tell you right now, your perception is your reality. And that's the bottom line. So, yes, because the spirit, God, if it had not been for the God, if I had not been for God, where would I be? Yes. You understand yes. me? Yes, so, I yes, do. So, yes, God will go, every, in fact, God will go there before me. Yes. And then he will utilize me in that position. God is doing, using me. He said, Steve, run as a Republican. And I, I, I wanted to ask you about that because there are some people in, in legislator, as legislators that do not have a base for faith and religion. And so, you know, as atheists, they don't want to hear all of that. They just want to stick right to the ABCs of it. Even atheists that have God, they just don't know it. Because I know that when they're on that deathbed, they're asking for God. 
Hi, please forgive me. So it's you, funny how you walk past something, you stump your toe, and you say, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, or like, you see something, first thing, oh, my God. You don't say, oh, my atheist. Right. <laughs> Come on. That's a word. But understand, here's the deal. When we, when we think about growth and development, it's not happening. I haven't seen anything happen under, look, look at all these kids dying every single day. Look how many kids are riding up and down the street on the two-wheeler or the three-wheelers, not even having any regard to the traffic with guns. Yes. That's because their lack in skills can kill and will. So now, we, I, oh, I like the way I said that. I'm sorry. Yes, can, can, there's, say it again. Their lack in skills can, can kill, kill and will. Yes. It's happening all over the place. And I'm saying we have to get our mindset. (laughs) We have a fixed mindset in a reactive city under a good old boy network. Stop. We need to have a growth mindset. Be proactive and transparent. That's why you need me to Dover because I'm going to do exactly what I say I'm going to do. And if I don't know the answer, I'm going to make sure that I get the answer for you. Now, we know that, if I'm not mistaken, is it Sarah McBride that is running as your opposition? Sure. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, here's the deal. You know me. Do you know my opposition? I do not. That's because I've been around Wilmington, Delaware. There you go. The proof is in the pudding. So if you don't know me, it's because you haven't been around Wilmington. But if you know me, that means you've been around Wilmington and you know the works I put in. Now, my opposition or opponent, you do know that the leadership in the Democratic Party is pushing her. So you have to understand that if I was being pushed and had the support from the Democratic leadership, would I have run as a Democrat? I probably would have. The Democrat Party is not supporting me. And has the Democratic Party supported you? <laughs> I'm just putting it out there because here's the deal. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican. It matters that you're a good person. And my opponent is a good person. However, my opponent hasn't put the work in this place as I have. And I want you to know this. My opponent is getting funded by outside agencies that's not in Wilmington, Delaware. Let's talk about California. Let's talk about New York. Let's talk about Pennsylvania. And over 70% of the funding is coming from out of state. Well, why is that? Hmm, maybe there's an agenda. Okay, well, let's think about that agenda, one in which I don't have. Let's think about it, because I earned everything that I worked for, but I wasn't given anything, and I thank God for allowing me to go through the fire and make it on my own. And you know what I mean? Not to, ju- not to just have to get a handout. Now, is there something illegal or unlawful about receiving um, support from out of state if you're running here? And also, uh, first, first district, mm-hmm. so... So that, uh, you know, you have to think, right? Don't you have to think about more than just Wilmington? Well, here's the deal. My opponent's from the Highlands. I can't see out of the lens from a person that's from the Highlands. I'm from the hood. I'm from Clayton Street. person from Highlands can't see out of my lens. So it's more people that can see out of my lens than that lens from the Highlands. And that's okay. Because we have Claymont. You know, we have Belfont. We have... A little bit of Concord Avenue. We have a little bit of Edgemore, Edgemore Gardens, by the way. Yes. We have Norwood. We have uh, uh, the Highlands. We have uh, Brandywine Hills. We have the Upper Ninth Ward. So those are various lenses. 
So if I have only one lens, I can only see where I came from. But if I'm from the community, I can see where a lot of people came from. Besides, I'm an educator. Yes. And working in a school, which is in the Brandywine <laughs> School District, I happen to see all walks of life. Yes. And I happen to notice that our curriculum is not designed to speak for people from all walks of life. So how on earth can kids grow and not go to jail if the curriculum is not designed to fit what their interest is? I was doing a show earlier where we talked about the prison to pipeline from school to prison. And so I agree with you. Those children that are not staying in school and that are not being educated, uh, for whatever reason, they are more likely to have a demise than those that do stay into the schools. So what, what will you do? As a as a state rep, as a state uh, senator, what can you do well, the, the, to make school more interesting for our children to stay? Well, again, the first the first uh, piece of legislation that I would craft would be to design a curriculum that speaks to the interests of the student, inclusive of the parent. Okay. Not going from our administrators, not going from Bill Gates, not going from the state government, not going from downstate. We need some teachers that are in the trenches that understands that child and has a relationship or will build a relationship with the parents. Black, white, purple, green, I don't care what color. We have to design a curriculum that's going to speak to the interests. Whatever happened to wood shop? Whatever happened to metal shop? Trades. Whatever happened to home economics? Whatever happened to... You and I both know <laughs> as an educator that taking hands-on trades yes. out of the school, replacing it with the mindset of college, 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 knowing that every child is not ready for a collegiate career. Some kids, some people need that automotive trade and, and culinary arts and uh, shop and that sort of thing. So I agree with you on that particular platform. I absolutely do. But what about, uh, what about the other things that will interest children? We need more arts and liberal arts and that sort of thing. We do. We also need equal opportunity. Since the opportunity is not equally divided, we're still not going to get an opportunity. So we have to get that opportunity by what? Educating our child so they can fit into the opportunity gap where they can grow and be able to do things. Yes, we have art. We have that culture. We have arts. We, we, we have that. And we have so many different artists in children. You know, oh, amazing. We, we, we have so many <laughs> artists within children, but they need opportunity. Right. We have, to, we have to develop. We have to create. We have to design in the school curriculum, I, I, people don't understand how serious that is. They talk about the Reading Consortium. Good, good. One school district, good. But if the curriculum's the same, what's the point? So we got to make sure that we design a curriculum that speaks to growth for every child. If you say every child can learn, well, allow every child to learn by incorporating in the structure of education interests. Yes. Because... Kids who are graduating from high school and can't multiply. Due to the common core, you can't even do long division without a calculator. Due to common core, there is a lot of, we talk about um, a higher order of thought. Doesn't that begin to happen when you age? I have actually, as an educator like yourself, I have been in the high schools See? and the junior high schools and children could not read. Mm -mm. 
they didn't know all of the letters, how to write them in their alphabets. And um, if you can't read, you can't even do math. You know, you have to know how to read in order to do anything. So, you know, I definitely think there needs to be some changes in the schools. You know how we used to learn multiplication in elementary? You already know. We used to be drilled. One yes. time one is one. One time two. We had to be drilled. We're not drilling kids. They have a calculator. Kids can't even tell time on an analog clock. Do you understand that's designed? And in our, in, 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 in our community, because we don't have resources, because parents are, the nuclear family's been broken down. And every time I say the nuclear family or the structure of the nuclear family's been broken down, the LBGQ comes at my character and calls me transphobic or homophobic. And it has nothing to do with LBGQ. It has everything to do with black men being incarcerated away from the family, helping raise the family. Yeah, I don't, I don't do think it. that one has anything to do with the other. But, and I think that maybe our LBGQ, uh, LB, I don't know how to LBGTQ, say it. LBGTQ. Yes, LBGTQ community um, could be a bit more sensitive to understanding the plight of the young black and brown and golden community. And here's the deal that's going to set you on fire. They or the organization is getting protections to stop people from acting normal towards the LBGTQ. And what I mean by that is that every person that may be heterosexual or is heterosexual, when they see a person that is a, a homosexual or transgender, the first reaction is their honest reaction. And your honest reaction, because you don't understand it, it ain't that you don't agree, you don't understand it, they want to put protections on Changing who you are. That's wrong. There's no way on earth that everybody in America, even back in the days of, of the 1900s, when they talked about homosexuality and all that was happening, people still had the same reaction. Now you want protections on a behavior. And I'm, it's fine if that's what you want. I'm okay with that. Please, whatever you do, don't try to indoctrinate children with that behavior. Yes. And that's one of the things that I'm concerned about as far as being an educator, um, that, that, that may happen. Because to be honest with you, in, 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 it's, not in, it's not that many in Delaware. All, the, all of the big hype is coming from California. So whatever passes in California, they want to push that in Delaware. It has nothing to do with the uh, Democrat-Republican. It has everything to do with lack is it true that uh, Sarah McBride wants to put books in our first graders' classroom that explains what LBGTQ is? I'm not even sure if it's Sarah uh, 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 personally. I just think it's the whole agenda that's being pushed and indoctrinated in our children. And what I'm not very happy about is that I can't afford to see, and I refuse, and I have nothing personal. It's just that I'm not ready for kids in elementary school or kindergarten even learning about sex education or sexual orientation. It's no. The Maybe brain, in the ninth grade, you know, when you mm -hmm. get out, get into your high school years, that might be a good time to start talking about it mm -hmm. uh, and having those conversations. But ultimately, uh, yeah, first grade might be a little bit young. <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, if the fact, hold on a second. And if you want to do that, at least have the parents' consent. Yes. It's not with the parents' consent. Yes. So, What's coming down the pike or what could eventually come down the pike 
is that if Johnny wants to be called Margaret in middle school and feels like Margaret, you have to call. I don't have to tell you as a teacher. I don't have to tell the parent. Johnny could be called Margaret because we don't need the parents' consent. If Johnny wants to run track with the seventh grade girls and he feels like his name is Margaret, Johnny can. And I'm saying, we have to have our parents more involved, more engaged, what goes on in our schools. Yes. It's nothing personal. Right, it's and not people, personal, it's about and, a culture. Yes, and, and, It's about indoctrinating a culture into our young children uh, that that may they just may not it just may not be age appropriate. Yeah, I, I, and, and 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 mind you, I have gay friends. I don't care. You could be who you are, but don't try to push that on society. Yes. You're accepting this society. We have listen. We already have. Listen, if anything you want to know about, we black people, we have been. We we the ones that really need some some safety regard. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not. Gonna, I'm I'm just. How you said? I'm just trying to keep it real. Yes. I mean, because a lot of people were talking about a lot of people were talking about Republican and Democrat. A lot of people keep talking about uh, uh, why are you running a Republican. A lot of people look at me. Well, you're not going to win as Republican. It's not. All, and listen, Stephen Covey said, "Think win-win. Begin with the end in mind. Be proactive. Synergize. These are the seven steps of highly effective people." We, as black people, don't understand the voting process on the whole. Our votes this this election yes. mean more than, I, I don't know, every election is very, very, very important. Oh, of course. But between Biden and Trump, this election is paramount, especially for the black lives that do matter. Uh, but it also comes on every single level, from city council to the mayor's office to state and house representatives and legislators. It's it's a very important that every person get out and vote, particularly those in the brown community. Mm -hmm. Of course. So and learn, learn, learn the people. Look at the platform. Listen to what people are saying. Yes. People, people that just want a position, they just come around when it's time for the position. I've been around. I come around. I don't stop. Because if this doesn't turn out, I'm still going to be doing things that I need to do. I'm going to stay in education because I want to see growth. Yes. But our point has to get across. So win, lose, or draw, and I'm looking at the winning, I'm looking at the platform still going forward. A lot of people say, you know, that, that when they lose, their platform stops. No, that's not why you get in it. Right. You get in it because you have a different thought. God has given you an ability to actually put your platform out there. People become to listen. People have their own perception of it. Right. But then when we have that slave mentality, black folk, we have a slave mentality that we will not get rid of. And you know how the new slavery is? If I pay you, you'll do what I say. And if you don't do what I say, I'll pull that money from you, Johnny. That's what they do. So we have to make sure that we are looking at Less, less looking at the money, more looking at the passion. Because I guarantee you, if you're passionate, the money's going to follow your passion. Pretty because much. Passion doesn't follow money. Right. It has never happened in a day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I mean, it's ridiculous. And and everybody, again, you need to know. I am not a Washington Republican. I am a Republican with the last name Washington. I happen to think that change starts on the inside. Well, Washington is not on the inside, although Wilmington is on the inside of Delaware. 
So we have to make sure that we begin to change in Delaware. That's where all the change will come. That's where the change could come on the outside. The money is in Delaware. Delaware is the corporate headquarters Big for time. banks and, you know, you name it. It's corporate headquarters USA. So there is a lot of money here. And Delaware is, by his history, yeah. Delaware is a blue state, you know. Uh, and so there may be some challenges that you have to face, Big Steve. Time. You know, but uh, certainly I think it's important that you do continue to get your platform out and do interviews like this so that you can let people know where you stand. So when they get to the voting polls, they will make conscious uh, decisions. So we we appreciate you for that. And uh, just as a closing remark, you know, I just want to say that this conversation, again, is not about being phobic of one person or another person. It's about a culture and teaching young children things that are age appropriate. And I just wanted to make sure we put that into context. Sure. So do you have a closing statement for us? Uh, yes. Research Steve Washington and vote stevewashington.com. Listen, the election is right around the corner. Yes, if it is. you know me, it will be who of you to vote for me. And I'm telling you right now, if I don't get the votes, if I don't get in down Dover on a Republican ticket as a um, as a state senator, we're in trouble, Wilmington. I'm telling you, we are in trouble. You better recognize how serious this is because the person that's running against me doesn't care about Wilmington. The person's here to go to the next step because here's the deal. If they did not you would have known about this person before now. You better get on board. Get on board. Don't lose your hope. And don't waste your vote. Vote Steve Washington, November 3rd, 1st District State Senator. I love you, and God bless you. There you go. And I thank you. You've heard it straight from Steve's mouth. And I can only encourage each and every one of you to do the research on all of the candidates. Make sure that you know you've got the right person for your vote and for your ballot. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and I thank you a million times over for tuning in to this intimate and in-depth conversation for Steve Washington running for uh, State Senate for the 1st District. Thanks for chiming in, folks. Until next interview, uh, take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and be good to yourselves. Thanks for chiming in, and thank you for yes, doing this interview. Yes, I appreciate you. God bless you. Sure.